Hey, welcome back to another episode of the Educational AD Podcast. We'll be right back with today's guest, but first we want to give a shout out to our podcast partners, We Coach and the Global Community of Women in High School Sports. These are two great organizations that you should really be a part of. So check out the Global Community of Women in High School Sports and We Coach. Now let's have a quick word from our sponsors. We want to say thanks to Athletic Surveys by Lifetrack for sponsoring the AD Toolbox segment of the podcast. Athletic Surveys are a quick, easy, and affordable way for you to collect comprehensive data that allows you to evaluate and improve all parts of your athletic program. Typically, ADs only hear from the 2% disgruntled parent or student-athlete, and you really need to hear back from that 98% that love your program, and Athletic Surveys allows you to do that. Go to athleticsurveys.com or email them at info at athleticsurveys.com to get started. If you've never used a survey to take the pulse of your parents or your student-athletes, you're really missing out. Talk to the folks at Athletic Surveys by Lifetrack and let them help you take your athletic program from good to great. We also want to say thanks to Final Forms, the industry leader in forms and registration, but there's so much more than that. Final Forms can help your parents with reminders about policies and physicals. They can help your coaches uh, with attendance and communication. And for you as an athletic director, Final Forms can help with eligibility, with rosters, and all the reports that come across your desk. You know, it's time that you talk to a team that's walked in your shoes. To take the next steps, go to finalforms.com slash Jake. That's finalforms.com slash Jake to get started with Final Forms. We also want to say thanks to Gipper. Go to Gipper.com. Start creating world-class marketing content for your school's social media channel. You can do it in seconds on any device, and you don't need any design experience. Today, it's all about branding and marketing and getting your school out there. And Gipper can show you how to do that. Go to Gipper.com. Tell them you heard about it on the podcast and use our code ADPOD10 and get 10% off. That's Gipper.com. Create custom branded content for your school's social media channel. We also want to thank our good friends at Vital Signs Wall of Fame. You know, they're on a mission to bring your school's legacy to life. Go to vitalsignswalloffame.com and check out their interactive touchscreen video consoles. It's a great way to display your school records for all your teams, for all your sports, as well as your Hall of Fame. Vital Signs wants to help uh, bring your history to life and show your athletes' proudest moments. Go to vitalsignswalloffame.com to get started. That's vitalsignswalloffame.com. We also want to say thanks to Huddle. Go to huddle.com and find out why over 6 million people are using it. As a football coach, I used Huddle for years, but when I became an athletic director, I made sure our school was a Huddle school. And our coaches just love the smart cameras, the mobile apps. Of course, they love the analytics and the customer service. Um, go to huddle.com and you're going to find tools to help your teams, your coaches, and your athletes improve. At Huddle, we believe in sports and teams believe in Huddle. Go to huddle.com, find out how to turn your school into a huddle school. That's huddle.com. We also want to thank the good folks at Snap Mobile. Go to snapraise.com and check out their entire suite of platforms designed to help you as an athletic director do your job better. Snap Store allows you to order custom spirit gear for everybody in your program. Snap Connect is their secure multilingual family engagement platform. Snap Manage 
will help you design an entire website. And SnapRaise is their fundraising platform. We've used SnapRaise, and it's just fantastic. And they've helped schools just like yours raise over $700 million. They even have a program where you can get your money before you actually start your fundraiser. Does anybody else offer that? I don't think so. Go to snapraise.com. That's snapraise.com to find out about the entire Snap Mobile platform. We also want to say thanks to Hometown Ticketing, the leading digital ticketing provider to schools and colleges. Hometown has recently acquired Ticket Spigot, and together they're going to provide a stronger and more comprehensive digital ticketing and event management software solution. But for right now, go to hometownticketing.com. You're going to get a dedicated client success manager just for you that's providing hands-on help every step of the way as you start selling your tickets. Hometown's not just for sports. Hometown will also show you how to set up and sell tickets for things like school dances, school plays and concerts, even graduation. That's hometownticketing.com. Simple and easy online ticketing. And we want to say thanks to our good friends at Sideline Interactive Indoor Scoring Tables and Video Boards. You've heard me say that we've got a Sideline Interactive Score Table in our gym, and it's just fantastic. We use it for home games, of course, but we also use it for pep rallies, for signing ceremonies. It's tremendously versatile, and the customer service is outstanding. Go to sidelineinteractive.com or email them at info at sidelineinteractive.com for more information. That's sidelineinteractive.com. Their products not only generate money for your department, but they also create the ultimate game day experience for your student-athletes. That's sidelineinteractive.com. Welcome back, everyone, to another episode of the Educational AD Podcast. It's uh, one of our favorites. It's a back-to-college episode, and we're staying right here in the state of Florida. Our guest today is Addison Colley. He is the athletic director at Pensacola Christian College, which is in uh, Pensacola over there in the northwest corner of the state. Um, I uh, came across Addison. Uh, he had one of our good friends, what we like to call a friend of the show, Dr. Tim Baghurst from Florida State, uh, come to his campus and present to his coaches and his students. And uh, if it's good enough for Dr. Tim, certainly good enough for our podcast. So uh, we wanted to get Addison on the show. Uh, Addison Colley, thanks so much for being on the Educational AD Podcast. Thanks for having me, uh, Jake. And uh, yeah, Dr. Baghurst is a great friend of mine. And he came over and did a presentation about how to recruit with small budgets. And it was a phenomenal uh, session, professional development session for our coaches. So absolutely love the connection that I was able to make with him. And he connected uh, us together and um, thrilled to be a part of this and provide a little bit of insights to maybe help some of those up and coming athletic directors that, you know, not too long ago, I was in their shoes being new to this role. And now I got 13 years of experience into it and learned a lot of lessons over the years some the hard way and uh, some uh, through mentors that I've had over the years that helped me, got me in the right steps and directions as I led athletic programs on the high school level and now I've had the opportunity to do it on the college level. Well, we're excited to hear about your uh, your story and your perspective on our talking points. And we'll go ahead and give a shout out to Dr. Tim. Uh, so listeners, if you're looking for a, a great master's degree program, uh, master's in coaching, you know, check out FSU, FSU Coach, and uh, Dr. Tim Baghurst. Now, let's go and jump into our interview. Uh, we always like to let our listeners have a chance to get to know our guests. So, 
give us a little bit of background where you were born, where you grew up, um, you know, any sports uh, background, maybe take us up through the college years and then we'll take a break and come back and hear about your early career. So what's the Addison Collie story? Well, the story begins in Wisconsin. I was born and raised in uh, America's Dairyland, Wisconsin, right about the middle of the state in dairy farm country. Grew up working on farms. Uh, my grandparents were farmers and also grew up playing sports. And the young uh, boys and girls where I grew up, a lot of times we got involved in sports because it got us out of the farm chores at night. And so we played sports. We had to go to practice. We didn't have to do chores. We had to play games. We had to do chores. Um, that was a lot of times what directed a lot of people in the sports where I grew up. Absolutely loved playing every sport I possibly could get involved in. Started out in elementary with wrestling, basketball, track and field, played football. Um, but I really gravitated towards basketball and track and field. Those are my two niche, if you would say, two sports I really enjoyed the most. Um, just getting out on the court uh, and basketball, particularly playing for my high school, uh, which is Kobe High School. You know, public school there in my hometown of Kobe, Wisconsin, and, and then getting on the track and competing. My specialty was 110 high hurdles. Absolutely loved doing that. And it was just a, a, just a challenging type of event because it involves all kinds of disciplines as far as your agility, your quickness, your explosiveness, um, um, balance control. You know, and in a lot of that respect, athletic director is kind of like that. It takes all kinds of different types of abilities to be successful in this role. Because uh, as you know, being an athletic director for many years, many times you end up wearing a lot of hats, particularly on the high school level, been there. On the college level, a lot of times you have a little more staff to come wear some of those hats for you and help you. Um, but you know, the, the hurdles kind of relates to athletic director because there's so many different aspects of that niche that you gotta be able to be good at to be successful. Okay, as a former hurdler myself, I got to ask you, I, I'm a lot older than you, uh, and I went to high school uh, in the state of Washington. Um, we had the high hurdles, and in high school back then, they had something called the 180 low hurdles. Uh, what was the companion hurdle event in Wisconsin when you were in high school? It was the 300-meter low hurdles, so I did that as well, too. I love the 110. I love the shorter distance one that was my bread and butter and had absolute blast doing that race yeah i got to do the 300s once we went to a big invitational uh, across the river in oregon uh and it, it worked out very well uh, that's a story for another day and then my primary event in college is the 400 hurdles but you know now everybody's either 300 or 400 hurdles um, in high school um let you you talked about you know wearing you know the the multiple hats um yeah well, i'm gonna save that for the next talking point sure. um let's go and jump ahead you know after college um uh, you know did you know you wanted to get into you know athletics and coaching uh, right away or you know was there a a path that you followed uh there was but in college there was uh you know needed some direction wasn't necessarily exactly sure what my direction was going to be going into college. However, my dad was very instrumental in my direction um, because my dad was involved in my local school board. He was president of my school board for a number of years while I was in school. And he mentioned to me one time, he's like, hey, if you want to get into coaching, because he knew I love sports and I want to get into coaching, he said, you need to become a teacher. Because his understanding of being on the school board, he said, teachers get the first priority for coaching jobs. Right. 
Um, and he said, so that's the direction you need to go into. So when I got into college, automatically signed up for physical education, started that track and began to pursue that degree. So that way I could eventually get into coaching one day. However, about halfway through my college years, I had kind of a, you know, misguided kind of changed direction a little bit thinking about, you know, I'd really like to make an impact within our country, our government. And, and I always had a, a love for politics and I still do. I still follow some of the politics that go on in our country and thought about maybe I'll just change gears and, and change into pre-law. So half through college, I thought about doing that, but then it kind of came back and realized and, and God kind of put in my, my heart and said, you know, your time is better spent trying to impact many people, the next generation. Think what 10 people can do compared to just one person can do. And that kind of redirected my focus back to education, you know, because I can impact, you know, 10, 20, 30, hundreds. Now it's been hundreds of students that can go out and make a difference in their families, in their communities, in their country. Um, and so halfway through college, I decided to add another major and I added history education. So I became a double major. And, and that way I had multiple different avenues I wanted to pick from because with Hitch Education, I could go on and take the LSTAT if I wanted to um, because I get a lot of prerequisite courses that help me be successful in that. Um, but I knew that education was the route to go. And so I stuck with that and had a double major, graduated college with a double major um, and then pursued a teaching uh, assignment, particularly because I want to get into coaching. And knowing the wisdom my dad shared with me many years ago, I said, hey, if you want to be a coach, go become a teacher because teachers get first priority for coaching jobs. And so that's what I got into. And once I graduated college, went over to Texas and got my first teaching job, teaching history, economics, teaching PE, then coached basketball and cross country, helped a little bit of their football team. Uh, absolutely had a blast uh, in that first year. So that's kind of the pathway, pathway through college and, and, and through college, you know, trying to find exactly what that niche is going to be and having a few different turns here and there, but then eventually get my mission focused back on what, you know, God wanted me to do and what the wisdom my dad shared with me and staying in, into education. That way you could have the opportunity to coach because I knew some of the people make the biggest impact on me growing up was coaches. And I want to have the same opportunity, same platform to make that type of impact on the next generation. And so got in that way into teaching and coaching. And I've been doing it now for, you know, 13 years since I've been out of college and absolutely love it. Yeah, I, I certainly remember those uh, first jobs, you know, again, many years ago where you're teaching multiple subjects, uh, mm -hmm. coaching multiple sports, not getting paid a lot, but you're loving every minute of it. Okay. Yeah. Very cool to hear. For our listeners, uh, our guest today is Addison Colley. He is the athletic director at Pensacola Christian College in Pensacola, Florida. We're going to take our first break, but we'll be back with some more. So please stay with us. This is the Educational AD Podcast. We want to say thanks to our good friends, Sideline Interactive, for their support of the podcast. You've heard me say before that we have a Sideline Interactive indoor scoring table in our gym. And it's just fantastic. Of course, we use it for home games, but we also use it for uh, pep rallies. We use it for signing ceremonies. It's tremendously versatile, and their customer service is just outstanding. Go to sidelineinteractive.com and check out their indoor scoring tables and their video boards. They not only generate income for your department, but they also create the ultimate game day experience for your student athletes. That's sidelineinteractive.com. 
We also want to thank our friends at Hometown Ticketing, the leading digital ticketing provider to schools and colleges. Go to hometownticketing.com. They're not only going to show you how to set up and sell your tickets online, but every step of the way, you're going to have a dedicated client success manager that's providing you hands-on support. That's every step of the way. Hometown's not just for athletics. They'll also show you how to sell your tickets for things like school dances, your school plays and concerts, even graduation. You can find out more at hometownticketing.com. Simple and easy online ticketing. Welcome back, everyone, to the Educational AD Podcast. Our guest today is Addison Colley, the Athletic Director at Pensacola Christian College. Coach, uh, you left us uh, hanging there with those early uh, teaching jobs. Continue that job path story and maybe take us up to your current position at Pensacola Christian. Yeah, as I mentioned, my first position was in Texas. And I got to say, if you love sports, a good place to go is Texas. They love sports in Texas. I was just amazed. I went to Texas and would turn on the TV sometimes on Friday night when I wasn't coaching. And I noticed that on all the local channels, there was 4A and 5A high school football being played. And town shut down for everybody to come to football games. Athletics is huge in Texas, as probably a lot of people that watch this podcast uh, know. But yeah, the first year I was in Garland, Texas, teaching history, PE, as well as in coaching JV basketball, uh, the cross-country team, helped with football a little bit when I could as well. Uh, absolutely thoroughly enjoyed that opportunity. However, throughout that year, an opportunity opened up to go to North Carolina, which is where my family was. And there was a draw to be close to my family. And because all my immediate family was in North Carolina at that time, so they moved from Wisconsin, North Carolina. And a position opened up, and a teacher at that school that knew me reached out to me and said, hey, I think you'd be a great fit for this position. I'd really like you to consider this. And so I started thinking about considering it and realized, yeah, it'd be pretty helpful to be around that support circle, my family, uh, particularly if I was to get married and have kids and all that going down the road. And so I moved back to North Carolina, took a position at Union Grove Christian School and spent 10 years there, uh, started teaching history, economics, as well as uh, uh, coaching basketball and started a cross-country program there. Was when I first got there. They, they saw I had a running background and they're like, oh, you could coach cross country. Like, well, my running background is uh, more sprints and jumps. That's my specialty. Uh, but they didn't have the means to have a track team that time. So the cross country, though, is one of those sports that is very easy to get started and do. It doesn't take a big initial investment to get started. And so started that program and built that up in the 10 years I was there to and my, my last year there, won a state championship with the guys team, which is really exciting. Uh, but after a couple of years uh, teaching there, the administrator came to me and said, hey, I'd like you to step in and become our athletic director. And I knew in the back of my mind, that's something I always wanted to do. I always wanted to, you know, get in a position where I can help all the student athletes, help the whole entire program succeed and grow and, and just develop those programs. And so I considered it and, uh, I accepted that position a couple years after coming to Union Grove and took that position. So the last six years, the last seven years at Union Grove, I was athletic director. And when I stepped into that role, I, for the first time ever, not having any experience in athletic directing position, fairly young, uh, thankfully I had an administrator, which I'll talk about him next as one of the mentors in the next segment, uh, that was very helpful and guided me in, in a way and direction to, to lead an uh, athletic program. And 
uh, when I got into the business, I thoroughly enjoyed it, loved it. It just felt like a big puzzle. Like I mentioned earlier, the hurdle race kind of fits for an athletic director because you got all these different pieces to be successful. And same thing in athletic program, you got lots of different pieces that you got to manage and bring together to make one whole unit to be successful. And to me, it was like a big puzzle, putting all those pieces together and then making those pieces run uh, and just, just loved it from that day on. Uh, after 10 years at Union Grove, just got this itch um, that, you know, there's something different or something better out there. And, and Lord working at this time, I was married, had a couple kids. Uh, I stopped coaching when I started having children. I stopped coaching. It was just being an athletic director because uh, that first year with my daughter, I was gone so much. I was coaching, athletic director, teaching. She didn't really know who I was. And it kind of is amazing when you have kids, it kind of, you know, change your priority a little bit and it changed my priority a little bit where I had to give up the coach and give something up um, to still be successful as, you know, husband and father. And then also athletic director and teaching is too, because I still was teaching as well as being athletic director full time. Um, and so, you know, me and my wife got desire, like, you know, the Lord moving us on somewhere else. And, and my wife asked me one time, I was like, hey, well, if you weren't teaching and coaching and athletic director in high school, what would you like to do? And it's like, you know, I said, I think I'd love to be an athletic director at a Christian college someday. And then two weeks later, I get this LinkedIn notification that says, you're a perfect fit for this job. And it's the athletic director of Mama Modern. It's like, you got to be kidding me. I, never in my dreams that I think I'd be coming back to Mama Modern to be the athletic director. Never was even a thought mind, thought process, but opened up, applied for it. Four months later, I get the offer. And now three years later, I'm, I'm here as the athletic director of my alma mater. So that's kind of my pathway through my early teaching jobs and getting involved in the athletic director position and doing that for several years in high school, uh, learning the ropes and eventually to being guided and directed back into, um, the, into the college the role I'm in right now at Pensacola Christian College. Well, again, I I, our regular listeners, they hear me say this all the time. You know, I just love to hear the stories and the pathways that, you know, we all follow. Just uh, so very cool. We're going to hear more about uh, Pensacola Christian, but uh, you mentioned the mentors, and we always give our guests that opportunity to give mentors a shout out. So who are some of the people that have helped you along the way? Uh, the expression that I always use is I still hear those voices in my head. Uh, so do you have any voices that you hear? Yes, I do. And um, I got particularly four of them I want to mention that mention and I hear those voices. Uh, in fact, one of them just reached out to me a few weeks ago, even though I haven't talked to him in a while. And it was kind of unique how he reached out to me a few weeks ago and we able to reconnect and kind of reminisce of some of the old days. But I have four individuals that are, are mentors. Now, one of them I don't know, uh, but he's well known to the whole entire audience. And I'm going to start with him. That's Barry Alvarez. Now, I don't know him personally, but when he speaks, people listen, and I listened. And, you know, he recently retired not too long ago from the University of Wisconsin. I'm a huge Wisconsin fan. And one of the things that he said is always stuck with me, and I applied it. And Barry Elvis says, they asked him, like, you know, what led to all his success at Wisconsin as a football coach, athletic director, you know, retired. He had 16, or I think 13 national championships uh, through the whole athletic program when he was AD. Um, just impressive. And he always said, my, what I always did was I hired people smarter than me and got out of their way. And that just always stuck with me. And I, I hear those words often, particularly when new positions open up, we got to hire people. Um, 
you know, hire people smarter than you and get out of the way. Let them be creative. Let them go to work with you to create value for your organization, for your department. Um, and so those words always resonate. So I don't know him personally, but I've listened a few times uh, when he's talked and about his leadership and how he ran things at the University of Wisconsin. And I applied a few of those things. But on a personal level, there's three people that have been mentors to me. First of all, I mentioned one earlier. It's my old administrator at Union Grove Christian School. His name is Peter Steinhaus. Um, he's been in education for 38 years. Um, now he's recently retired from administrating and he's going on to retirement years. And he was an AD before he got into administration. And so it was really nice having an administrator that was an AD. And that was his path route to being administrator of a school was through coaching, athletic director, then administrating. Uh, so he understood athletics. He understood what it took to have a successful athletic program. And he was very vital in my success in my early years because he did. He had a servant type leadership. He came alongside you and kind of guided you and directed you. Didn't do it for you, but gave you some advice along the way. He was one to step in and serve when holes need to be filled and plugged. Um, and so that modeling of servant leadership of coming alongside your people and helping them was uh, definitely something that has stuck with me. And I've tried to apply that in my type of leadership as I've gone through the high school and now into college. Um, so Peter Steinhaus was a, a big mentor of mine, my former boss there at Union Grove. Uh, another mentor of mine was a, another AD at a competitor school. Yeah, it's so important. I know a lot of times you're competing and there's pretty strong emotions between some of these schools, particularly if you're a rival. Uh, but it's so important to have great relationships with those competing school athletic directors. And you know, not one reason is because they're going to provide a lot of insight how to do things at their school, uh, situations that have come up and how to handle situations. And Jerry Bailey, he's an athletic director at Alamance Christian School, and he's been in the business for probably 40 years and been doing it on the high school level, very successful basketball coach. And he was a guy I looked up to and at, called him, asked him for advice in certain situations that would come along. I particularly remember one time uh, my soccer coach came to me and said, hey, uh, I'm going to have to step down. This is my last year doing it. And I'm like, oh, man, what am I going to do? This soccer coach had been there for a long time, even before I was there. He was very successful. He was well-loved. Um, I didn't want to see him step down. I wasn't ready to uh, onboard a new coach in my young time, um, in my early careers. And so I reached out to Jerry. I said, hey, Jerry, where do you go to find a good soccer coach? Because, uh, you know, in a, in a private school, your market may not be necessarily big to pull from when you're looking for coaches because you're looking for a particular type of coach with certain types of character traits, different things. Of course, that applies in every school. Um, so Jerry's like, hey, you, you can go here, 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 and point him to all these different places to go. And, and, he's, and he's like, you want to look for this type of quality, this type of person, and this and this. And, and he was really helpful and helped me guide me to where I should be looking and where I should advertise this position. Um, and so Jerry was very helpful in, in a lot of situations. That's one just came to mind. Thankfully, my soccer coach had a change of mind and he decided to come back another year and, and he stayed coaching all the way until I left and actually just recently retired just uh, two years ago. Um, so uh, other ADs in your conference that have been in the business for a long time, they've been in the conference a long time, they understand how the politics work, they understand how uh, all the different things work, or they have the history of how things have happened in the conference or, um, or history within their school. 
they're very vital. And um, Jerry was definitely that for me, helping me out in my early years. Then my last one is another former boss I had. He's not involved in education. When I was in college, I worked for a pool company in the summer times uh, and working on pools, selling stuff in the store. You know, it was a really great job for me to have when I was on break from college. And Tom, his name's Tom Tonzer, he ran a very tight, organized uh, ship and a very successful pool company. And I still, even though I haven't worked for him for many years, I still have conversations with them uh, from time to time today and talk to him, reminisce. And one of the things that Tom did, he, he was very big about processes, developing a process. That way it can help your people be successful. And he had a notebook. And we kind of joke, made fun of him. He had a notebook process. He had a bunch of different notebooks. And a notebook that explained all the pricing for this job. Notebook that explained how this job's done. So I could take the notebook and say, you want a new pool liner? This is the process that's going to happen when we do the process. This is how much it's going to cost on the whole entire process. Made my job really easy because everything was lined up exactly how the job was supposed to be done, what the pricing for all these options were going to be, and made it made my job selling the job very easily. And he had notebooks for all kinds of different things, and it was just outlining the processes. And so we knew exactly what the process was, and all the employees could take those notebooks and look it up real easy. It's like, here's the process, here's the pricing, here's what's going to take, this is the time frame it's going to take, uh, this is what we expect up front. And uh, so that developing a process and communicating that process to your staff is vital. That's just going to help the organization or the ship run one direction. Um, so that was a nugget that I took from him of developing a process and getting those processes written down, whether it's in a handbook or an operations manual. We have operations manual here at Pensacola Christian for all the jobs in the athletic department. So anybody can come in and take that and they can um, know exactly how to do it. And I'm very thankful for uh, the guy I came in behind, which is Mark Getch. Um, he's been on Dr. Baker's podcast. Uh, he's been a coach for many years, athletic director before I, before I came to Pensacola. And when I came in here, he came in a few weeks after I was here and said, here's my operations manual that he put together because uh, there wasn't one for athletic director until he put it together. It was 140 some pages. I'm like, oh man, <laughs> man, this is a lot. But if I went to have that, that would have been, it would have been very difficult uh, to really get in and do my job. It was very helpful to have that. Um, and so Mark Getch is also, I guess another one that I would mention too as a mentor, develop, same type of idea that Tom Townsend had was developing a process and having it written down so someone can take that and then run with that job and with that responsibility and and just bring everything home so that way everything runs smooth and efficient everybody knows what to do so those are some mentors in my life that uh, i've relied upon and people i've taken advice from and that i've applied as i continue my journey in leadership of leading athletic programs uh, again, I just love to hear them. And it's so cool to hear that you're still, uh, you know, talking to and, and communicating with so many of them. Great stuff. For our listeners, our guest today is Addison Colley. He's the athletic director at Pensacola Christian College here in Florida. We're going to take a quick break, but we're going to hear more about uh, his process at Pensacola Christian. When we come back, this is the Educational AD Podcast. We want to say thanks to the good folks at Snap Mobile. 
go to snapraise.com. That's snapraise.com. And check out their entire suite of platforms that are designed to help you as an athletic director do your job better. Snap Store allows you to order custom spirit gear for everybody in your program. Snap Connect is their secure multilingual family engagement platform. Snap Manage allows you to create an entire website for your athletic department. And Snap Raise is their fundraising platform. We have used Snap Raise and it is just fantastic. Um, it's easy to use and it works. They've helped schools just like yours raise over $700 million. And they even have a program where you can get your funding before you actually do your fundraiser. Does anybody else offer that? I don't think so. You can find it all at snapraise.com. Check out the entire Snap platform at snapraise.com. We also want to say thanks to our good friends at Vital Signs Wall of Fame. They've got a mission to bring your school's legacy to life. If you're looking for a really cool way to display your school's record boards for all your sports, for all the events, or your school's Hall of Fame, go to vitalsignswalloffame.com and check out their interactive touchscreen video consoles, along with their variety of templates. They will help you recognize the athletic achievements of your students, both past, present, and showcase your school's diverse history and your proudest moments. You can find it all at vitalsignswalloffame.com. You can also email them at sales at vitalsignswalloffame.com to get started. Welcome back, everyone, to the Educational AD Podcast. Addison, one of the things we try to do with the podcast is this idea of sharing best practices. So I'm going to put you on the spot. What are some things that you do with your teams, your coaches, your program at Pensacola Christian that you're particularly proud of and that you would share with our listeners as best practices? Yeah, I'm excited to share a few different best practices. As you mentioned earlier in the podcast, one of the fun things athletic directors to do is go to conferences, conventions, and get ideas from other athletic directors. And for me, that's one of my favorite parts of this job is going to our national convention, going to other types of professional development and picking the brains of other people who have been in the business for a long time, getting ideas. And I have a few best practices I've done uh, on the high school level when I was in high school for 10 years and now on the college level as well. And one of the first things I would mention is taking the high school level and on the college, you see it really consistent, but in high school level, you don't necessarily see it as consistent. And that is your branding. Uh, branding is so important. You need to develop a brand that's consistent and recognizable because uh, that brand that you're building is uh, something that's going to communicate to the local community. If you're trying to pick up students or gain students or build an athletic program, they need to know who you are. They need to recognize you. I remember one time, uh, we had a prospective family come in our office and they're neighbors to our school, just lived right on the corner. And they came in, it was like, we didn't know you guys had sports. And this is, this is right as I get started AD. I'm like, you didn't know we had sports. We got a soccer field right out here. We play soccer games all the time. We've got softball field here. We play softball games all the time. Um, so I'm not really sure if that was true or not, but I didn't know you had sports. Um, it wasn't branded well, it wasn't advertised well. And we got connected with a company and, and um, the company is North Star Marketing. They specialize branding, developing brands for schools. And they put together a brand for us, for our school. The minister is completely on board with it. And 
they developed this brand, developed branding schematics, and we put it together and we created a brand that was, we could protect that was consistent. And on top of that, I also went and got a uni got started updating uniforms. That way we worked with one company because you want your blues to be consistent. You want your whites to be consistent. And so to do that, you really got to work with one company. And so many companies, and this is a great opportunity for you to um, save some money on your budget. So many companies, brands will sign an exclusivity contract and they will pay you to use their brand. And that's really common at college level. And now it's starting to be pretty common in the high school level. And to me, it just makes sense. You want to have a nice, good looking team in their uniforms. That's a brand that's recognizable. And so you're going to use one brand so that we have consistency of colors, consistency of shades. So go sign an exclusivity contract, get paid to do it and put a little more money into your budget. This made sense to me. Um, so that was a practice that we did of developing a consistent brand. That way it didn't change. And people were driving down the road or, and they saw our bus, they saw our team playing in uniform, they saw our social media posts. They're like, oh, I know that school. That's Union Grove or that's Pensacola Christian. It's recognizable and it's protected. In the college, it's really common. In the high school, some places common, other places not. But I would really encourage if you're at a high school where you know your softball coach, he goes to the, his vendor and gets this logo, and then your football coach goes to his vendor and gets this logo, and he gets your basketball gets this logo, and everybody's got a little bit different type of logo. I've seen that in a few different places I've been. Um, get rid of that, develop a brand, and say, this is the logo, this is the colors you have to use. And if not, then you can't use it. And you can you can work with a company that they'll do that for you and they'll create the branding schematics and you'll have the schematics and you can send to all your vendors say, here's our schematics of how our brand needs to look and the vendors have it and they can automatically put it on your on your, your garments and your uniforms real easy. Um, so that was one, uh, I think an important thing to do athletic program is to brand. And of course, on top of that branding is not just a look, but it's also you know how your kids act on the field and and that starts with you as the leader how do you respond you know do your do you keep your emotions in check when things don't go your way because uh, naturally things are not always going to go our way all the time that's just part of life and athletics is a great opportunity to teach those lessons about hey yeah it didn't go our way this time we missed this shot or we didn't get this call we should have should have gotten but you know what there's also this this and this that we could have controlled we could have a better job at and we can learn from the same. So it starts with you. And that's also part of building your brand too, is when people, when you go and play, go play different places, like, oh, I know that school, they're always going to do things above reproach. And that was one thing I always, I always strive in my, my, my life is let's do things the right way. As you know, I saw programs where they weren't doing things the right way, or they got into the gray area, the rules and like, oh, you know, it's not really a rule, but Ethically, it's probably not the best thing to do, do it anyways. No, I wasn't going to do that. Uh, I need to model the right practice, the best practice. That way, my student athletes to model that too. And that's also part of building your brand as well. Uh, some other things that uh, I've done with best practices is I love a thing called Sign Up Genius. You've probably heard of it. And I use that for volunteers, use volunteers. Uh, everybody needs volunteers to help them run an athletic program or athletic events and things. And whether it comes to fundraising, particularly on the high school level, um, one of the great things we did each year was we had a local physician 
um, and he would come in and provide physicals for our student athletes. Insurances have changed. For a lot of insurances, you only get one physical per year, but sometimes you need that physical before that year is up. What do you do? And the insurance company would say, I'm not going to cover that. Because I had many parents that come to me and say, I can't get a physical until this date because my insurance company won't let me. Well, so we brought in a local physician. He'd come into our school and provide physicals for $15. And so since this guy was offering this service, he'd come in and he'd bring in some of the staff to help with some of the paperwork and other things they do before they see the doctor. I'm like, I want to make sure I'm getting a good number of our student athletes coming. And I want to know ahead of time that we have a good number coming. Otherwise, I don't want to waste this guy's time. This guy's mm-hmm. a physician. He's busy. He's, you know, has a big his own practice. And so I want to know ahead of time. That way I can give him a heads up. Like, you know, we don't have anybody coming. So I use Sign Up Genius. And I'd send it out, create a little schedule. And he'd tell me, hey, I can do this many per hour. And I create a schedule, create time slots, send it out to all our student athletes. And they could sign up ahead of time. That way I could come and say, hey, I got 80 kids signed up. Maybe we need two nights. Or, you know, I got 60. Can we get them all in one night? Yeah, we can. And that was a great thing to do. It was an opportunity for us to help this local physician, although he was more helping us than anything. $15 for physical, dirt cheap. And the cool thing at the end of the night, when he got done, he'd always come to me and say, here's half of what I got. Put it back in the athletic program. Loved it. Yeah. And so it was just a great relationship. We developed a local physician, helped parents that had the insurance restriction where they couldn't get physicals in time because they're only allowed once a year, like on their birthday. Um, and then also it put a little bit of money back in our pocket too. Uh, so that was a practice that we started. I started Union Grove in the high school level uh, that worked really well. Communication's huge. Sign Up Genius helps communication and mass communication. A lot of schools have a communication software they use. We had it. Um, and that allowed for mass communication when schedule changes or other situations came up. That way, keep everybody up to date what's going on. Uh, so look for those mass communications. There's a lot of different services companies out there offer that type of service where you can do mass communication really quickly from your tablet, or your phone, uh, no matter where you're at. And we use that uh, and helped also be able to communicate with parents, let them know what time are we're going to get back? Hey, a bus is running a little bit late, so we're expecting back this time. Uh, parents appreciated that because then they can, you know, plan out their nights a little bit better. Or maybe they stay a little bit later at the office because they got to come a little later to pick up their Johnny or Susie. Uh, on the college level, some of the best practice that uh, developed here at Pensacola, I went to the academic department. Um, in the college level, you're broken up much more by departments and. Uh, one of the things in the college, our goal and objective is to help students graduate. Um, athletics is a great tool to help keep them retained, keep them focused, and keep them going through to graduate, get a degree. And But one of the things that is difficult for student athletes is they're traveling a lot. In a college, you're traveling a lot more because now instead of just nighttime trips, now you got several days in a row that you're gone and you're out of class. Um, so went to the academic department, academic vice president, and we developed a, a system where we can, with technology, allow the faculty members to record lectures. And then those lectures can be shared with our student athletes when they're traveling. And that's been very helpful um, to help our student athletes when they're traveling is be able to keep up with some of the lectures and not have to be just say, hey, go to your friend and get his notes. It may not necessarily be very good notes. Well, now you can watch the lecture and keep up with it that way. But on the flip side of that, some faculty members may not want to do that. 
it's a little bit extra work. Not a lot, but a little bit extra work. So let's do something to recognize their extra work to help us be successful, to graduate, get degrees, and have um, um, student athlete recognition as far as academics. So we're doing a faculty appreciation night and bring them in, honor them, recognize their sacrifice, their work, and let them know we appreciate what you do for us. And so that way you develop a good rapport between the athletic department and the academic department. And it helps us develop hopefully more scholar athletes, which is one of our goals. One of my goals here at Pensacola Christian is to have more scholar athletes. And so that's just a little thing. It's not a big thing, it's a little thing that helps us you know, do better in that classroom, have more scholar athletes and be recognized that way. Um, and that's another thing I, when it comes to best practices, really focus on doing the little things well, because that makes the big things go very well um, and helps you accomplish the big objective, which is your mission, which I'm gonna talk about in another segment a little bit later today. Uh, but those are some of the best practices that I've developed over, over the years that helped me um, help our programs run a little bit smoother and help our student athletes um, be successful in the classroom as well as on the ball court. Now, wow, some really great stuff. I hope our listeners were taking notes on that. And um, if you weren't, you know, you need to replay that. You, know, you talked about branding, so important, you know, the communication end of it. Um, also, um, you know, connecting, you know, with the faculty, you know, making those relationships and, and making them even stronger. Great, great stuff. Uh, Addison, if one of our listeners wanted to reach out and pick your brain a little bit more, find out uh, you know uh, more about how you do things there at Pensacola Christian, what's the best way that they can get a hold of you? Uh, the best way to get a hold of me is my email address, and that's a colley, C-A-L-L-E-Y, at pcci.edu. And Addison's also, uh, you can find information on LinkedIn as well. Mm -hmm. So, uh, our guest is Addison Colley uh, from Pensacola Christian College here in Florida. We're going to take another break, but we'll be back with some more. So stay with us. This is the Educational AD Podcast. We want to say thank you to Huddle for their support of the podcast. Go to huddle.com. Huddle is how the world sees sports. Find out how to turn your school into a huddle school at huddle.com. As a football coach, I used Huddle for years, but when I became an athletic director, I made sure our school was a Huddle school. And Huddle has the tools to help your teams, your coaches, and your athletes play at their highest level. Huddle is going to provide you with a professional-grade solution to the challenges that we all face as athletic directors. At Huddle, we believe in sports, and teams believe in Huddle. Join the 6 million users and find out how to turn your school into a huddle school. We also want to say thanks to Gipper. Go to gipper.com and see how athletic directors are creating world-class marketing content for their school's social media channels. You can do it in seconds on any device and you don't need any design experience. Go to gipper.com and tell them you heard about it on the podcast. Use our podcast code ADPOD10 and you'll get 10% off. That's Gipper.com. Create custom branded content for your school's social media channel. Welcome back, everyone, to the Educational AD Podcast. We're visiting today with Addison Colley, the Athletic Director at Pensacola Christian College here in Florida. Addison, one of our new uh, questions that we've been asking, I stole it from Jen Brooks's uh, great podcast, 
what are some things that you have learned over your years as a coach and an AD? What are some things you've learned from your student athletes? There's been a lot of things I've learned over the years. And one of the biggest things I learned through over the years, I wasn't really good at when I first got involved in coaching and athletic director, and that is just developing relationships. You know, early on in my years, I was so focused on doing this, 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 that way everything would run and not taking the time to focus and develop the relationships. Uh, one particular situation comes to mind. Remember I was coaching basketball and I was new athletic director and still coaching basketball. And, and before practice, I'm doing some athletic director stuff, also trying to get practice ready to get started and, you know, juggling all the different hats. And I'd walk to the gym, team's kind of warming up, doing a little shoot around before we get officially started practice. One of my players comes is like, hey, can you show me some tips or tricks of how to improve my shot? I'm like, hang on that thought. Let me go. I got to do this and this, this yet. And then I'll be back. Well, did I ever get back to it? No, because I got too caught up in the process of getting this done, this done, this done, this done. And that's something that's always stuck in my mind. It's like, you know what? I should have took the time to show him a few different tricks, different technique things that he could do to fix his shot. It would help me be more successful as a basketball coach. But the more important thing, it would have been an opportunity um, for me to just invest a little bit in his life and to foster that relationship and grow that relationship. Um, and and I still remember the look that I got from him. I said, hey, I got to get this, this, this done before practice started. And I never forget that look. And just kind of like a disappointed puppy type of look. He was wanting to get some advice, but I think more so he was wanting to spend a little time with the coach and, and, you know, pick my brain a little bit. And so that's something I've learned over the years is focus on developing relationships and you develop the right relationships. That's going to help you be successful, whether you're coaching, whether you're leadership, uh, an athletic director in school or any other type of location that you're in. That, that's so important. And one thing that helps you develop relationships that I meant, I've learned too is admit your mistakes you know be real be vulnerable you're not perfect nobody is we're, we're all fall short sometimes and and it's okay to admit your mistakes it's okay to be real with them it's going to help you connect and relate with your students with your student athletes on a higher level i think if you if they see that hey you know what coaching perfect either either um now yeah, we want them to do the right thing. You want them to be consistent, but we're not going to be 100% of the time. Nobody can. Um, so that's okay to admit mistakes and be real. It's going to help you develop and foster those relationships. Um, some other things I've learned too is uh, clear, develop clear performance expectations. And that's something I learned when I got an athletic director, when you're leading a, a program, you know, outline, hey, these are the performance expectations for your staff, for your coaches that you expect them on a regular basis, daily basis, monthly basis, yearly basis. And because as a leader, you're the engine that drives the whole entire department. And, and as a driver, those people that are assisting you, they need to know exactly what those expectations are. And if you have good relationships, it's going to be easy to communicate those expectations and then provide that consistent feedback that people are thriving to get. They want that consistent feedback. And so uh, if you have those relationships and you develop those, those expectations, you're going to be able to provide the feedback that's going to help them accomplish the expectations on a regular basis for you. And all those things put together, it's just you investing in people and helping them to become better at their craft, whether it's a football player, a basketball player, or a coach. Um, and 
and it's going to help them perform better. So those are some things I've learned over the years that I wasn't really good at when I first started. And boy, it showed. Um, it, it showed my basketball record. Um, but I've learned over the years that I need to spend more time and invest in people and develop relationships uh, because that's what's going to be remembered. You know, think back to the mentor section, talking with some of my mentors. I still have good relationships with those individuals, still talk with them, and still help me out from time to time. But do I necessarily remember what the score of that game was 10 years ago? Right. I don't. Um, there's a few games I remember, but most of them you don't. So, but the relationships, you'll never forget those. And the impacts and the lessons you've learned or being able to teach people, you'll never forget those. So spend time. Those are some things I've learned. Yeah, I'm so glad you mentioned the relationships because it is such a critical thing. And it's something I know I know for me that I needed to learn how to do that and, and build and connect uh, and maybe not be like, you know, my coaches who I love my coaches in high school, but, you know, they were that old school, you know, I'm the coach, you're the student athlete, and that's it. Uh, but you also mentioned um, being able to admit your mistakes. Uh, which is another thing that, you know, again, it took me a long time to learn, but it's such a powerful thing to have that you, you tell that kid or that parent, you know, Hey, geez, I'm sorry. I screwed up. You know, uh, you know, I try not to do it again. There, there's really nothing they can say. Well, geez, that's okay. Coach no, or, or the parent, you know, once you've admitted, you know, Hey, I blew it. Or if you're an AD, you're apologizing for something the coach did. Uh, hey, we screwed up, you know, we're better than that. We're going to try not to do it again. It, it's such a powerful tool to have, and it's the right thing to do, but it, it also allows everybody to move forward. Great, great stuff. We're going to take another break, uh, but we've got more coming from our guest, uh, Addison Colley, the athletic director at Pensacola Christian College in Pensacola, Florida. So please stay with us. This is the Educational AD Podcast. We want to say thank you to Final Forms, the industry leader in forms and registration, but they are so much more than that. Final Forms can help your stakeholders with um, reminders for policies, for physical deadlines, um, all the forms that come when you have an athlete in the house. Final Forms can help your coaches with attendance and communication with their constituents. And for athletic directors, Final Forms can help you with eligibility, with rosters, and all the reports that come across your desk. You know, it's time that you talk to a team that's walked in your shoes. To take the next steps, go to finalforms.com slash Jake. That's finalforms.com slash Jake and get started with Final Forms. Welcome back, everyone, to the Educational AD Podcast. Addison, you and I were talking during the break a little bit, and uh, you wanted to share a little bit about uh, this idea of mission and vision and, and how you kind of, you know, play that out, you know, with your program at Pensacola Christian. So uh, uh, share with our listeners, you know, how do you do that as an athletic director? Well, I think one of the things that's missing in a lot of athletic programs is picking a high school level is what is your mission? You know, as a school, we have a mission. Um, do you have a mission as an athletic program? And that mission and athletic program should also come and assist and alongside your school's mission too as well. And that mission that you would develop is going to be the driving force that's going to drive all of your, your decision-making. You know, you want to stay focused on that mission. And, and I'm not going to tell you what the mission needs to be. We have a mission here at Pensacola Christian College. 
and it, a lot of it focuses around the development of student athletes. And I imagine probably most of our listeners, if they have a mission or, you know, they may not have them, but a lot of their direction when it comes to decision-making is based on how do we develop student athletes? How do we make them better athletes, better students, better individuals? Uh, and athletics is what an awesome platform athletics is to help you develop people into becoming great individuals that are going to be great members of their society that are going to make all kinds of great contributions. Um, you, know, you know, so mission's huge and mission is going to set your vision for your program. And throughout the years, you might develop different visions, different things you want to do, but I need to come back to like, hey, does that vision I have, does that align with my mission? Does that going to help me accomplish my mission and bring it across the mission, across the finish line? And staying focused on those things is going to help you stay focused on your decision-making process because as an athletic director, man, you can wear so many different hats and your attention can get pulled so many different ways that it's very easy for us to get off of our mission and very easy for us to get distracted what is most important. And I'm, I am definitely a, uh, a candidate for a guy that failed at that at times, uh, many times, where I got too focused on, hey, doing this and this and this wait a minute, come back to mission. What's, what's the important thing? And, and I think we're always going to say the important thing is, hey, how do we develop these people? Um, and particularly for me personally, I have a mission is just to make impact people's lives. First of all, spiritually, academically, uh, socially, physically, all those things. And it's nice to be able to work in an athletic department and program and institution where, you know, my personal mission lines up with the school's mission. And, and I would encourage you and the listeners listen to this podcast, you know, does your personal mission, what you're doing, line up with the school's mission to whether it's develop people, develop a successful athletic program. Um, and, you know, I can always come back to if you're focused on your mission, particularly if that mission is developing young people, which I think most people are, the, the rest is going to take care of itself. You're going to, you're going to have a successful athletic program. Is um, you know, your success is going to be defined in lots of different ways based on your mission. And I've learned throughout the years, invest in those people and then they're going to take care of you. Um, and your mission is going to help you stay focused on those. It's going to stay help your visions that you have, stay focused on driving the whole engine, the whole department forward to accomplish the common goal that you may have, whatever that common goal is going to be. Um, so that's one of the things I would challenge uh, young athletic directors. Hey, what's the mission? Don't get too distracted on all these different things. Uh, make sure the things that maybe do direct attention away eventually get back to your mission and 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 have have a mission. Yeah, I mean it's it's that great question to be able to ask. You know, you're meeting with a coach or a student athlete or a school board. Um, is this going to help us accomplish our mission? You know, is this part of our mission? Great, great stuff. Addison, this has really been cool spending some time with you, uh, finding out more about your program, but we're not done yet. Uh, we always like to wrap up with the athletic director's toolbox. And uh, you certainly know your way around the world of athletics, but we're going to take a quick break, our final break, here from Athletic Surveys by Lifetrack, who sponsor this segment. When we come back, we're going to find out what Addison Colley is going to put into his new athletic director toolbox. So please stay with us. 
We want to say thanks to Athletic Surveys by Lifetrack for sponsoring the Athletic Director Toolbox segment of our podcast. Athletic Surveys are a quick, easy, and affordable way for you to collect comprehensive data about your school's athletic program. Typically, as an athletic director, we only get to hear from about 2% of our student athletes or parents, uh, that squeaky wheel parent or that disgruntled student athlete. And we need to hear back from that 98% who really love our program. And surveys allow you to hear from both. Uh, sometimes that squeaky wheel parent can uh, point out a small issue that you can address and keep it from turning into a big issue because you didn't know about it because you hadn't done a survey. Go to athleticsurveys.com or shoot them an email at info at athleticsurveys.com to get started. You've never used a survey to take the pulse of your student athletes or your parents. You're really missing out on a valuable tool. Go to athleticsurveys.com and let them help you take your athletic program from good to great. Well, it's that time of the podcast. Uh, we've been visiting, uh, like I said, it was a back to college episode with the athletic director at Pensacola Christian College, Addison Colley. Uh, tremendous experience as a coach, as a teacher, as an administrator. But right now I'm going to challenge him to send out a brand new athletic director on their very first job. But I'm only going to let him put three things in their toolbox. Addison, what three items are going to go into your athletic director toolbox? It's hard to keep it at three. I'm not sure if I can, but there's one I'd like to start with first. And this is a recommendation from one of my professors in college, Dr. Johnson. He said, those of you guys want to get involved in athletics, sign up for athletic business periodical. Um, probably a lot of athletic directors listening to this have already signed up for it. It's a free publication. You get it monthly. And in that periodical, you get all kinds of great articles about common practices, what people are doing in other organizations, institutions. And I've gotten a plethora of ideas from that periodical. Um, and it's free. So sign up for it. You just go to athleticbusiness.com. You can sign up for it and you can get daily updates and email certain things, best practice coming up, or you can, and you'll get monthly magazines sent to your office. It's a very handy tool that you can use to be able to get ideas to help you develop your, your vision, mission for your program and help you accomplish your, your mission. Uh, another toolbox I have is kind of conceptual that maybe should have been another topic, but it is be willing to use volunteers. Now, I know it's sometimes scary when we say volunteers because well, I don't know if I can depend on them. They're a volunteer. Uh, but if you have good relationship with them and you find out about certain skill sets they have, boy, they can be a tremendous asset to you. You know, friend, I got a story of a guy in my old school. I taught his daughters, uh, got to know him a little bit, found out that he was uh, used to work for ESPN, currently works for uh, Race Performance Network as a commentator for all these NASCAR races. And so he came in as my PA guy and he did all the PA for basketball during volleyball to keep his mouth shut because volleyball don't have much PA because um, he had a problem on running his mouth to the officials, he became a line judge. And funny enough, through that process of being a line judge for me, he eventually got certified to become a line judge and now I was doing it for high schools. Now he's kind of retired from this broadcasting career. 
And that's kind of helped fill in a little gap where we have a shortage of officials across the country. Uh, just by connecting him, getting plugged in, involved, he got signed up to become an official. Um, and had a great listening guy. Guess what I did? When I came to Pensacola Christian, I said, I call it, hey, Mark, I got some young college students. They're doing our play-by-play broadcasting for our games. I think it's a very important part of your games. If you're going to do play-by-play, you got to have a commentators with it because it's kind of part of the game day experience. I said, these guys need some help. And Mark came in, did a Zoom call, and he's done several times professional development with my college students to help them become better commentators because he did it for 40 years for ESPN Race Forms Network. So a great uh, help to me. And it's just because of cavalting the relationship, find out about his skill set and figure out how I can plug him in to help us be more successful. And sometimes it also helps you with the budget. So be willing to use volunteers. That's a, another tool that I would mention as well. And the last one is another kind of conceptual thing is don't forget to enjoy the moment. Um, many times we get so busy, we forget about the exciting things that happen. And this became real to me when I was leaving Unigrove. I was putting together my resume or applying for different jobs. I knew that my path was being changed. And one of the things, of course, a lot of directors, you put your resumes, you know, a number of championships, different things you won. Well, I couldn't really remember. So I walked down the gym. Of course, the gym got all the banners. And I started just counting up all the championships since I was there. And I, it's like, got to the end of it. Like, wow, there's been some really exciting things that have happened in this gym in the last 10 years. Sadly, I couldn't remember some of it because I got too caught up in too busy in, in the moment of doing this or doing that and not celebrating those moments. So be willing to celebrate those moments. You need that as an athletic director because there's also going to be some days that are going to be really difficult. Um, and it's going to make you question, why did you go on this career path? But you need those days to enjoy the moment, celebrate those successes, particularly with the people that help you be successful. Make sure you celebrate with them. So there are three big tools that I would mention that um, as a young athletic director, be mindful of and use. And if I can just do one more, get one more. Confirm, 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 have a paper trail. <laughs> so boy, I learned that early on from uh, another AD uh, scheduling. They're like, hey, can you send that to me an email? I want to have a paper trail. I'm like, oh, you know, I should probably have paper trails on my schedule, game comp, contest, and all that stuff. And then confirm with officials because the last thing you ever want is the officials not to show up because you didn't schedule them or didn't send out your booking agent and didn't confirm it. Uh, so confirm, again, come back to communication and have a paper trail. That way you can, you know, the you know, AD doesn't show up or school doesn't show up like, well, we scheduled it. Here was, here, here's your confirmation email or, or whatever it has. Cause some, some IDs, they want to schedule good phone calls, other things, follow up with the email. So you have a paper trail. Um, so those are the four big tools that I would like to put in my toolbox and I'd recommend for young ADs as they get into this profession. The, the, all of them are great, great tools. And I can remember the very first time, this is well over 40 years ago, that I came across you know, athletic business and saw that card, if you want a free mm -hmm. uh, subscription. <laughs> so uh, uh, bringing back some great memories for me. And again, it's a great resource. Um, also enjoying the moments. Um, th there's some challenges. There's some, you know, built-in headaches with being an AD, but I think there's so much great stuff. Yeah. Um, 
that that goes along with our job. So yeah, enjoy the moment. And, uh, you know, you, you talk about confirming things, you know, um, without a doubt, have that paper trail. Great, great stuff. Uh, Addison, one more time, if one of our listeners wanted to reach out, uh, connect with you, add you to their network, or just pick your brain a little bit about how you run your program, what's the best way they can get a hold of you? They're always welcome to email me at acolipcci.edu. Although probably a better one would be just connect with me on LinkedIn. If you're not on LinkedIn, uh, feel free to connect to me, reach out to me through the messaging app there on LinkedIn and be absolutely thrilled to connect with you, talk with you, help you out and provide any insights that I've cleaned and learned over the years or other people share with me. I'm always happy to do that. Um, but those are two great ways to connect with me. Well, Addison Colley, uh, thanks so much for spending time with us today on the Educational AD Podcast and all the best moving forward in 2023. Thank you. It's a joy to be here. For our listeners, uh, we take every episode and we upload the video to the Educational AD Podcast YouTube channel. We appreciate you joining us today. Come back just about every day for new content on the Educational AD Podcast. We'll see you next time. Once again, thanks for listening today. Uh, please visit our sponsor websites. They're all great products uh, that I highly recommend because I've used them. Um, also want to give a shout out to our partners, We Coach and the Global Community of Women in High School Sports. We'll see you next time on the Educational AD Podcast. Mm -hmm.